from here in the Holy Land. Welcome to the Nourish Your Biblical Roots podcast. I'm your host, Yael Eckstein, President and CEO of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Each week, we'll explore the Jewish roots of your Christian faith and nourish those roots with inspirational insights and ancient teachings that are so relevant to our lives today. Let's get started. Friends, like many of you, I've been watching the events in Ukraine with a heavy heart, and I'm praying for all of the innocent people who are suffering right now. The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews has been working in Ukraine for over 30 years with the elderly, with the orphans, and I'm so grateful that we are in a position to provide life-saving aid now when people need it most and to bring thousands of refugees to safety in Israel. I want to invite you to follow me on social media where I share updates from the ground. And if you want to learn more or to partner with us, you can visit our website at ifcj.org. That's ifcj.org. Now let's begin today's podcast. We live in a world where gossip and slander are mainstream. We hear it on the news, we read it on social media, and we might even hear it from the people in our lives. Not many people think twice about it. But as people of faith, we're called to a higher standard. And on today's podcast, we're going to explore the power of our speech and why we need to be extremely careful with what we say. We'll study the verses in Leviticus that tell us about a physical affliction that was the result of a spiritual sin. And we'll discover how negative words have a physical impact on our lives. In this episode, I'll share some Jewish teachings that will open your eyes to the power of your words. God gave us the incredible gift of speech, and it's time that we use it right. Every week, Jews around the world read and study the same Torah portion known as the Parsha. This week's Parsha is called Mitzorah, and it goes through chapters 13 and 14 in the book of Leviticus. Last week's Parsha, we learned about Sara'at, a physical affliction that is usually defined as a skin-defiling disease. In this week's reading, we continue to learn about the laws of Sara'at and a person who was afflicted with it. The verses that I want to focus on today are the first two verses in the Parsha, Leviticus 14, 1-2, and I'm going to read them to you now. The Lord said to Moses, These are the regulations for any diseased person at the time of their ceremonial cleansing when they are brought to the priest. These verses introduce the first topic of this week's reading, how a person who is healed from Sara'at was then spiritually purified through a ritual process laid out in the Bible. These verses also introduce us to a new term, the word for a person who was afflicted with Sara'at. The Hebrew word for the diseased person mentioned in the verse is mitzora. And last week's podcast, we talked about how tzara'at was unlike any disease we experience in our times. It was spiritual in nature. It was the physical result of a spiritual ailment that was caused by sin. We spoke about how according to Jewish tradition, there were 10 sins that could lead to tzara'at and that one of them was tzarut ayin having a narrow eye, or seeing the negative in every situation and in every person. 
Today we're going to discuss another one of those sins, a sin that, according to Jewish tradition, was the most common cause of tzara'at. And that particular sin is hinted at in the word from our verses today, the word mitzora, a diseased person. The rabbis taught that the word mitzora is a conjunction of three Hebrew words, motze shem ra, which means to bring about a bad name. It refers to a person who gossips or slanders, who gives someone a bad name by gossiping or by spreading lies about them. This is the sin that caused Miriam, Moses' sister, to become afflicted with Sarat. In Numbers 12, we read that Miriam spoke badly about Moses to Aaron, and that as a result, she was struck with tzara'at. This event is considered so important that in Deuteronomy 24.9, God commanded us to always remember what happened to Miriam, how she spoke badly and was afflicted with tzara'at. There aren't too many events that God commands us to remember, so when he does, there's a good reason for it. In this case, God wants us to remember the terrible consequences of speaking badly about another person. If Miriam was held accountable for her words, which according to tradition were said with the best of intentions, how much more so do we need to be careful with our words? We may not have tzara'at in our times, but God still holds us accountable for our words and we can never forget how important it is to be mindful of them. Every year when we read this Parsha, I'm so grateful for the reminder to watch my words because we live in a world that doesn't hold that as a value. Slander and gossip are featured on the daily news and surround us on social media, and no one thinks twice about it. But as people of faith, we're called to a higher standard. We need to be constantly aware of the power of our words and extremely careful with how we use them. I once heard a story about a 19th century rabbi in Poland who wanted to teach his students about the importance of watching their words. He sent the young men to visit an innkeeper in a remote village. He gave them no instructions about what to do there, but he said to them, you'll learn something very important from him. When the students got to the inn, the innkeeper was happy to see them and prepared a generous meal for his guests. When he placed the food in front of them, the students were hesitant to eat it. As Jews, they only ate strictly kosher food, and they weren't sure if the innkeeper had the same high standards of kosher as they did. The students started to discuss their concerns in whispered voices. The innkeeper didn't seem like an educated person. Did he really know biblical laws of kosher? And he didn't look like a particularly pious person. Could they even trust him that the food was kosher? The innkeeper heard their whispers and figured out what they were talking about. He said to them, Dear students, you are very careful about what you put into your mouths, but perhaps you should exercise the same care regarding what comes out of your mouths. The students immediately understood that this was the lesson that they had been sent to learn. The importance of being careful with the words that came out of their mouths at least as much as they were careful about what they put into it. And in a similar way, this lesson applies to us too. We live in a culture that's very concerned with what we put into our mouths, the quality of our food, the taste of our food, the calories in our food, the source of our food. But how many people pay as much attention to what comes out of their mouths? 
How many people believe that the words they say are at least important as the food that they eat? The truth is that if we want to be healthy, body and soul, we need to be careful about what we put into our mouth and to what comes out of it. You may remember my good friend, Reverend Johnny Moore, that we had on the podcast a few months ago. Johnny is an amazing person who wears many hats. He's the founder of a leading public relations agency. He is the president of the Congress of Christians. He was an advisor to President Trump, and he works tirelessly to promote peace in the Middle East through spiritual dialogue. He's also a great friend of Israel and the Fellowship. When I first met Johnny years ago and he was telling me about some of the things that he does, I made a comment about how hard it must be to travel so often, to be living out of a suitcase for long periods of time. Johnny told me that there are certain things that he just always takes with him. No matter where he goes, these things keep him grounded and focused. I was so surprised when he took out of his pocket and showed me that one of those things is a Jewish book called A Lesson a Day. This book is based on a book that was first published in 1873 by a rabbi who lived in Russia. The book is all about guarding one's tongue, the laws and ethics of proper speech. The modern version splits the teachings into daily lessons so that they are easy to learn, and also so that guarding one's speech will be a daily priority. I was so impressed that Johnny valued this book so much because not many people take the topic of speech that seriously. But Johnny is an unusual person, and he recognizes the power of speech, both to create and to destroy, and the importance of using that power appropriately. The name of the rabbi who wrote the teachings that Johnny studies is Rabbi Yisrael Meir Kagan, but he was more popularly known as the Chafetz Chaim, which means the lover of life. This name was taken directly from Psalms 34, 12 to 13, which says, Mi ha'ish ha'chafetz chaim, whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Since the Chafetz Chaim's main teachings were about guarding one's tongue, he became known by that name. It defined who he was and what he wanted to teach the world, that a person who wants to live a good and godly life must be extremely careful about the words that they say. We need to do everything that we can to make sure that we don't speak negative, hurtful, or deceitful words. How many people today truly realize how much the quality of our lives is determined by the quality of our words? Judging from the way most people talk, I would say not many. We might know that it's wrong to gossip or to hurt people with our words, but I'm not sure that we truly understand the full impact of our words on other people and on ourselves. There is an old Jewish tale about a rabbi and how he learned what it really means to understand the impact of speech on our lives. Rabbi Yanai was a great scholar who lived in the Holy Land during the 3rd century. He had a study hall right near the local marketplace where he taught and studied the Bible each day. One day, a peddler in the marketplace was advertising a very unusual product. He claimed to have a special elixir for life. He stood in the center of the market and called out, Who wants life? Who wants life? Rabbi Yanai heard the peddler and went over to see what he was selling. He told the peddler that he was interested in his product, but the peddler responded, it's not for you. 
Now, Rabbi Yanai was even more intrigued, so he insisted on buying the product, and after a few minutes of convincing the peddler to sell it to him, he finally agreed. The peddler dramatically revealed his special elixir for life. He reached into his bag and took out not a potion, but a Bible. He opened it up to Psalm 34 and read, Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies. When Rabbi Yanai heard those words, he was amazed. And he said, I have read those words hundreds of times, but until now, I never understood their meaning. That's how the story ends. But the question is, how can it be that Rabbi Yanai never understood that verse until the peddler showed it to him? doesn't seem that hard to understand. The answer is that while Rabbi Yanai understood the meaning of the words long before he met the peddler, it was only then that he got it, that he really grasped the meaning of the verses and how they apply to his life. When the peddler agreed to sell Rabbi Yanai the elixir of life, he could have simply recited the verses from Psalms. But he purposefully took out the Bible and opened to the verses as if to tell Rabbi Yanai to see the verses as if it was the very first time. In this context, Rabbi Yanai was able to appreciate the truth and power of those verses in a way that he never had before. Until that moment, he knew the idea in his head, but it wasn't until then that he internalized it in his heart that he really understood the connection between guarding our speech and living a good life. There's a difference between knowing something and internalizing that knowledge. We can know that certain foods and behaviors are bad for us, but if that knowledge doesn't affect our lifestyle, we don't really get it. If we really understood how diet and exercise impact our health, we would do whatever we could to live a healthy lifestyle. The same is true when it comes to how we speak. If we truly understood the power of our words, it would affect the way that we speak. We would be just as careful about what comes out of our mouth as we are about what we put in it. If you wouldn't drink gasoline, why would you ever gossip? If you wouldn't eat dirt, why would you speak vulgar language? If you wouldn't ingest anything toxic, why would you speak words that are misleading, negative, or hurtful? Just as God created the world with speech, we continue to shape our lives with the words that we speak. The secret to a good life is to speak only good words. And really, it's that simple. The Chafetz Chaim, the rabbi who dedicated his life to teaching about proper speech, was a very humble man who never liked honor or calling attention to himself. But when he turned 90, he had it published in the newspaper. He explained that now that he was 90, he had lived a good and long life. His whole life he had taught and lived the lesson that guarding one's speech gives a person life. And now that he was living proof of that, he wanted to call attention to it and to encourage others to watch their words just as he did so that they may live long, good lives too. In our house, we make a conscious decision to make our family meals, and especially the Sabbath meals, a gossip-free zone. The Sabbath is a holy day, but it's also a time when families and friends and communities get together. And with that comes the risk for gossip. We like to host a lot of guests at our Shabbos meals, but we are careful to avoid negative speech. Growing up, I saw how 
easily an innocent question like what did you think of the rabbi's sermon could turn into talking badly about the rabbi or other community leaders, or how two friends catching up on the past week could turn into catching up on the latest gossip. So me and my husband, Amichai, decided to be extra careful with how we speak at our Shabbat table. Our kids know the rules, and we've learned to gently steer conversations with our guests in a positive direction if they start to run towards gossip. And do you know what happens when gossip is off limits? We talk about much better things. Instead of talking about people, we take a genuine interest in the people we are with. We ask our kids how their week was, and we actually get to know our guests better. We discuss the Parsha, the weekly Torah portion, and we share interesting ideas that we learn during the week. We also use our words to thank God for our meal and to sing soulful songs. We speak good words only, and it's no wonder that our Shabbat meals leave us feeling uplifted and inspired. It's like an infusion of life. Which brings us back to Psalm 34. If we want life, if we love life, if we want to see good days, we have to guard our tongue. When we speak good words, words that build people up, words that encourage and inspire, words of truth and holiness, we breathe life into our world, into our lives, and into the people around us. Last week, we ended the podcast with a prayer to have a good eye, to be able to see the good in everyone and in every situation. And I want to end our podcast today in the same way, with a prayer, a prayer to have a good tongue so that we stay away from evil speech and speak only goodness into the world. This prayer is an abbreviated version of a prayer originally composed by the Chafetz Chaim, and it's said on a daily basis by many Jews today. Here are the words. Master of the universe, may it be your will, compassionate and gracious God, that you grant me the merit today and every day to guard my tongue from evil speech and gossip. May I be careful not to speak badly about anyone, and even more so, may I be careful not to speak against or complain about your ways, God. May I be careful not to speak words of falsehood, flattery, strife, anger, arrogance, hurt, embarrassment, mockery, and all other forbidden forms of speech. May I speak only words that are necessary, helpful, and true. And may all my deeds and all my words be for the sake of heaven. Amen. In Proverbs 18.21, we read, The tongue has the power of life and death. This week, let's try to speak only words that give life. Can you be more aware of what you say? For just this week, or just one day, or even just one hour, Can you hold yourself back from speaking hurtful words? Can you use the power of your speech to inspire others and lift them up? Can you try not to talk bad about other people at all? It takes practice. It takes training our tongue. But when we realize how much we have to lose by speaking hurtful words and how much we have to gain by speaking only good ones, we're more likely to change the way we speak for the better. And when we do our lives will be better too. Shavua Tov, my friends. Have a wonderful week from here in the Holy Land. Thank you for listening to the Nourish Your Biblical Roots podcast. If you like what you have heard, visit me at mybiblicalroots.org for more of my teachings, videos, blogs, and books. You can also follow me on Instagram at yael underscore Or on Facebook at Yael Eckstein. 
Shalom and see you next week.